the least surprising political report of the decade. When the new hospital review came out, it said the previous plans for Overdale were unaffordable and using multiple sites was less risky. No surprise and no one blinked an eye. Well, no one except for the man who took political charge of the previous project. And yes, there have been a few. Deputy Lyndon Farnham was the one cajoling, persuading, lobbying, doing all he could to get the island's new hospital on a hill delivered by 2026. Well, it looks like that won't happen. It's been replanned, reimagined, reviewed, whatever word you choose, it's going to be reversed. Maybe. So what happens now? Well, to answer that, joining me, James Filial, on this week's Politics Disassembled pod is Deputy Farnham. Does he slink back to his new super constituency and chalk the whole saga up to experience? Or does he fight on and try and persuade his colleagues to stick with the plan they've already agreed? Is it just politics? Yes. Is it massively important to every single one of us in Jersey? Absolutely yes. Financially, medically, culturally, the new hospital is a project which will be part of your life. It's become a comedy and perhaps for some a tragedy, but this is one project which really matters. And so far, 10 years on, it's still in very major doubt. Deputy Farnham, welcome to the Politics Pod. So an easy first question for you. Are you giving up on Overdale? Well, absolutely not. The the fight has to go on. uh, And I think... The future of our health is something that should almost transcend uh, politics. And at the start of the, uh, the scheme, to which ultimately uh, ended up with full state's approval for a single-site solution at Overdale, I almost pleaded with state's members not to turn this into a political football and for the sake of not just us but future generations of islanders to get behind a plan and work collaboratively to deliver it. Of course, that hasn't happened and we are where we are. Okay, so you're not giving up on Overdale. What what can you realistically do now, though? Because the, the hospital review was fairly... Well, it was very strong against it. Mm. Well, I mean, one thing I think we can all agree on is we will never find a consensus, either politically or, or among the pub- public. Many people have their own ideas uh, as to where it should be and how it should be built and what it should consist of. But the difference is our approved Overdale scheme was clinically and medically very well informed. I think for the first time in the whole history of this uh, a saga, we turned to the professionals and asked them to advise us. So it's pretty much they who designed the hospital uh, with us. We listened to them. They shaped it. We also did a lot of public uh, consultation with all of the, uh, the relevant stakeholders. And I think we've, we've come up with a, a, good, uh, a good scheme. But it's a plan that states members don't support. Well, they do support, the the previous States Assembly supported, um, not only did they support the location, they supported the access, they supported the budget, they supported the method of funding, all in, after following proper process and good States debates, we followed the democratic process and went to the States for all of those approvals and we we got that. And and that was, uh, was on those grounds that we proceeded to where we are and what we have now 
as a fully approved with planning permission scheme that's ready to go. But I mean, you'll remember that debate as well as I do. There was there was a lot of people who said, well, actually, we don't really support it, but we want to get on with it. So we're just going to say yes. So you say there was support. Is that actually how it happened? Well, the states voted. Uh, they, well, they did vote, but maybe for those reasons that actually people just wanted to get something done and they just got beyond it by then. Well, you know, sometimes um, in politics, when we vote on very many uh, different things, we, we vote with the best option that's in front of us. And I think, I think members realised that if we didn't actually make a decision, even I know some of them had to say, well, look, I don't really like this, but in the interest of getting a new hospital built, I'm going to support it. Um, uh, that, 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 that's what okay. we did, and, right. and, and that's where we are. Because otherwise, we just keep doing the same thing. And it has to stop. We have to stop this sort of cycle i think as einstein said the definition of madness is madness is doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different outcome but look you, you used a really important word there which is you said the, that that was the previous states assembly the current states assembly hasn't supported this project and it, it seems certainly with conversations with, with with politicians that actually there is not much support left for the previous overdale project well um equally the state the current states assembly have have haven't said they don't support overdale it's they're in limbo at the moment um, because they, we have received this review, which is labelled as being independent. Of course, it's anything but independent. We know that the chief minister um, has... It's been very high on agenda from day one in the last uh, a government. She's been against it, and she's tried to slow it down or stop it every step of the way. At first, she didn't like the location, then the access, then the funding. Now, she's claiming it's unaffordable. She promised this new assembly an independent review... And, and put Deputy Binage, and I had a great deal of time and respect for, for Tom Binet. We've been friends for a long, but long time. But they, he, but they he was the biggest critic of the scheme, so he's come in. He was a leading member of the Friends of Our Hospital group, and she put him in, in, in charge of an independent review. So the, the outcome was expected. But they also had a, an independent advisor there. They also had Alan Moore, who advised on, their pro, on the project. So they did have independent expertise. Yes, but um, I, I think if you were to speak to Alan and he were to be honest with you, he he wasn't really allowed to be independent. I think he was given guidelines to work within. And the first thing they said to him is, we're not going with the current scheme because we can't afford it. So he had to exclude the current scheme from his review. Okay, let, let, let's drill into two points, though. One is the political support, which you, you have or haven't got at the moment. But th- there's a really key word which has been used by Deputy BNA and then throughout the report as well, which is unaffordable. Is it unaffordable? Um, no, of course it's not una- uh, unaffordable. And I think that is a, a regrettable um, a piece of misinformation by the current government to say it's unaffordable. What they should be saying is, actually, we don't want to spend eight or nine hundred million on a hospital. We want to spend uh, less. I've spoken to the to the treasurer, and I know the state's finances as well as anybody else. And we can afford it. We could have spent a lot more on the hospital if we wanted to. I mean, we looked at hospitals in other countries and you look at Scandinavia for example you could spend billions of pounds on the latest state-of-the-art hospital um, and what we've got what we proposed at Overdale a single site solution an investment of about 804 million I think is an appropriate uh, uh, investment given given the lifetime of this new hospital well, which is 50 or well, even well hang on you say, you say the word appropriate I mean you, you know the, the the fiscal policy panel has produced its report today mm-hmm. and it, it, it's cast doubt on whether we should be taking the amount of risk which you want to take with the hospital it suggests the, the the panel suggests that the multi-site staged approach is much less risky 
in the current financial climate. And that's where Deputy Binet was going with this word unaffordable. So are the FPP wrong? Well, I, I think the FPP uh, are, are not uh, right or, or wrong. They're, they're being very, very careful not to, 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 adv- to give us some advice, but keep that advice open. And it all depends whether we are going to completely shape the future of our health service, the health of Ireland, protecting Islanders' health, not just for us, but for future generations, if they're going to base that around the cost. Um, How can they not be right or wrong? Well, they're 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 very they're very careful. They they're very careful to present a, a, a balanced view, and that they're 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 there to to highlight the um, the risks of certain things. But if you if you go into the Rio a bit deeper, they also say that Jersey has has fed well during the current uh, during recent times. Our uh, economy is still strong and resilient, and, uh, and I think we all they agree do. we have to we have to be prudent in the way we manage our finances in the short term. But this is a really long term investment. I, I, I agree. Let me read you one quote, though. I, I appreciate there are multiple references, but let me read you one quote. The panel agrees that the proposed funding strategy is better suited to the current volatility in financial markets and the economic outlook. And by proposed funding strategy, they mean the, the less risky approach than yours. Yes. Well. I would contend that we're building a, an asset, probably the most important building we're ever going to build for this island in modern times, that is going to look after the health of people in 30 or 40 or 50, 100 years' time. Should we be making the wrong decision based on a short time, short-term financial outlook? Or should we be coming back with uh, perhaps more appropriate ways of financing it over the longer term, given the current financial do, situation. Do you not feel like you're trying to hold back the tide with that a little bit, though? The, the financial turmoil globally is epic at the moment, as, as Liz Truss discovered, a salutary lesson for all of you politicians. So, it, you know, it, she couldn't manage it. She's the Prime Minister, uh, was the Prime Minister of the UK. Um, how, how can you kind of cast your magic and say, well, actually, the financial markets, that doesn't matter, the project's still fine to go ahead? Well, if you go back, to previous decades where we've had financial turmoil. If we'd stopped planning essential buildings at that stage, we, we'd be in a real mess now. We can't let that get in the way of what we have to do. This isn't a choice. We're not just deciding to have a new hospital because we'd like a new hospital. Our current health facilities are falling down around our ears and we can't sustain them for much longer. All right. So you say it's affordable. You say that... You don't want to go down, go down the less risky, staged, multi-site approach. I mean, what's so wrong with that? Why not be more cautious? Do you not feel you're being bullet-a-gate? No, no, not at all, actually. In fact, I had hoped that this review might come up with a sensible um, compromise that we could all get behind. But it hasn't, of course. It's literally taking us um, back to square one. But there are two. I'd like to address your question from two points. First of all, the financial cost. And then the, the, the advice, then the, the, the clinical um, risks from what's being, pl- being um, proposed. And I, I firmly believe that the current scheme, or the, sorry, the, the scheme as proposed by Deputy Moore's uh, uh, review, and I call it Deputy Moore's review because she has ensured that was part of a 100-day plan Deputy Binet was appointed to run the review. So okay, I think so your, your point on that? My, my, my point is that the they've suggested a price with very little detail, very little evidence, but a sort of finger-in-the-air guesstimate of £635 million. 
and a 10-year timescale. Now, that price tag doesn't include any provision for contingency or inflation. It doubles the length of time. The Overdale project could be completed and fully operational by the end of 2026. And they suggest that their scheme would be um, would take two years to, to plan and then, and then eight years at least to build over three uh, uh, phases. It ignores the fact that um, there's probably, I would say, at least 150 million of contingency and inflation to add to that figure. They ignore the fact that we would have to write off over fifty million pounds, completely write off the money we spent to get we are where we are with Overdale. And you think that figure's fifty million? Well, it's. I think we spent seventy-six million to date. Uh, Twenty-five million, approximately, was on the acquisition of property, which okay, is an asset. Fine. So, so fifty million, about 50 down million the drain. which has gone into into yes, literally gone. If we if we ditch the Overdale, but that money has gone. In addition, there's probably many millions of pounds to pay compensation to. The, the developer of the Kensington Place site. We haven't taken into account the loss of income from disposals by putting everything, by property disposals, by putting everything into one location, it frees up a lot of land that we can take commercial advantage of predominantly for, for housing. So, um, and of course, uh, perhaps more importantly, and this is where the clinician's um, uh, advice led upon with the lo- additional logistical costs. And let's not talk about the risk to patient health care at the moment, it will cost a lot more money to staff, manage, maintain a multi-site hospital than it would with a single hospital. So if you, you put all of that into the equation, what they're proposing will take twice as long to deliver and ultimately cost a, a lot more over the length of the hospital. Fine. You might, we might be able to fund it in a different way. Ironically, had Deputy Moore not held us up, we could have got planning permission in the in, in in the last in the end of at the end of last year, gone to the market with the bond, and got a bond secured at a much lower interest rate than we but could now. It, it, it's less risk, isn't it? This is the point, and this is the point that really comes out of that review. It's about managing risk. When you, you only have to re- read a you know single newspaper, look at a single news bulletin, to realise how difficult the financial world is these days. Mm-hmm. So this is about managing risk. You're taking more risk. Well. I would have expected this independent re- review to have a look at the way we, at the budget and the way we finance the current scheme. If they'd come back and said to us, "Look, the review had said um, it, it, it's not sensible to go to the market now for 750 million because that will cost us too much," but here are some other ways we can finance it now. If we could have borrowed 750 million at two and a half percent over 40 years. We could perhaps borrow 500 million at 5% over 20 years. We'd be paying okay. less interest. So there's, there's, there's lots of different ways of financing things if you look at the length but of the But the financing had been agreed. Are you, are you saying that you, we should uh, stick with Overdale as a site, but we should unpick the state's agreed financing proposal? Because well, that was agreed too, right? The, the, the budget and the financing proposal had some leeway, and the states could borrow up to 756 million. I think that was the figure. And they could finance it. But what they borrowed, depositing that into the strategic reserve and then using the strategic reserve to pay the capital cost and um, 
and then repay. Yeah. Repay from the from the interest accrued, repay the and then repay the total balance at the end at the end of the term. It didn't. It wasn't specific. It didn't but prescribe the exact length or the amount that could be borrowed. So there is leeway there. No, I understand. But th- but that's really interesting because what you're already saying is actually what had been agreed isn't what you think now should be done. You would actually de-risk it and unpick it a little bit and change tack. Because we've been forced into this delay, um, a year ago I would have gone to the market, secured a bond, uh, if we could have secured a bond at 2 2.5%, uh, which we did uh, which we did on, on, on another matter, um, that we could have deposited that into the strategic reserve. We would have had a very, very strong model. Actually, the model works up to borrowing at 4%. So if you go over 4%, then you, you enter into uh, an area of greater risk. So all, all I'm saying now is that I think it would be appropriate, I would have expected the review to say, to have at least explored other ways we could have financed the, the current model. Um, I'm not saying a, a different solution would have been a, a, a better, because I still think the solution we announced then w- would work. So but but they, didn't even, they didn't even consider it. Without coming back to the Assembly... The last, the Overdale plan, they're just trying to disregard it. But just to summarise what you're saying there exactly in a nutshell, you're you're saying basically stick with Overdale but pay for it differently? Possibly. Um, If the Treasury, I think we should at least be asking the Treasury to come back with some alternative ways of funding given the current economic situation. But you would go back on the state's agreed funding mechanism. I appreciate there was an envelope there and you know there was a range and all the rest of it, but but you think that was in the current market, not in the current market was agreed. I'm saying the decision was wrong at the time, but where we are today, it's probably too risky. No, no, I don't think I've ex- explained myself clearly. In the decision the states the states made, the states gave the treasury permission to borrow up to seven hundred and fifty-six million pounds, but it and, and it and it said to the treasury it should deposit the money in the strategic reserve and cover the interest from the strategic okay. reserve's earnings. They didn't put any time limits on it, or are there any other conditions around it? So they gave the treasury a lot of leeway. Now, you, you now within, within that leeway, the treasury it, it it's not beyond the realms of reality or expectation for the treasury to come back to us and say, look, within those parameters, yeah. Here are five different options. No, you, you explain it very clearly. Yeah. Um, it, can a multi-site option ever work? Well, a, a multi-site option uh, uh, can work, and we've seen multi-site options uh, working in, in other uh, specifically larger countries, but we're not a larger country. We're a small island. We haven't got... We can't jump on in a car or on a train and drive up the road to a specialist hospital. And I, you know, if you have a heart problem, you go to a certain hospital. Or do, um, we have to, you know put as much as we can here under one roof. We will always rely on, I think, the UK and other countries for the specialist support we need, especially with heart and and, and, and cancer, because those high-throughput centres get far better the results than we could ever emulate here. But, but in Jersey, is it a way... I mean, we have a multi-site option now. There's plenty of, of, of hospital sites. Can that be a viable way forward? Because um, you rejected it. We, we, we rejected it in, in preference. We didn't say a multi-site hospital wouldn't work, but uh, on the back of strong clinical and medical expert advice, it was that single-site solutions present the best clinical outcomes in, 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 with, with, with modern medicine, and we followed, uh, we followed that advice. Okay, all right. So this is the political pod, so we do need to get back into the politics. Yeah. So that, was, that was the second stage of my, uh, my earlier question. Yeah. You, you, 
it seems to me you don't have the political support to get this change. Do you, do you agree with that? And that's why you challenged Christina Moore to this public debate, rather than just bringing a proposition. Because if you really wanted to change this, bring a proposition. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I'm not so sure there's not the political support. It's always difficult to beat uh, a sitting government. It's a new government. They're a tight ship. They're all wanting to support each other. Uh, but uh, I don't think the Assembly as a whole is particularly pleased or impressed with the review simply because it's light on detail and it lacks any sort of evidence to give credibility to its findings. They've said, look, here's, here's a, a review. The review itself, the last paragraph on the last page of the review said, a disclaimer, this review is wholly subjective. Uh, and, uh, and I quote, and will have to be subject to further much more detailed um, investigation before, oh. before decisions are made. So, so there is so bring concern. A, bring a proposition. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm likely to, um, but I wanted to challenge the Chief Minister to a head-to-head to try and, uh, and, and force out some better understanding from the Chief Minister if, and, and, and an understanding that she realises the consequences, I think, or the disadvantages of what she's proposing because our, our, our proposition on Overdale was based on, on fact and expert advice. The review we see now is largely emotive. I think the Chief Minister's approach is largely emotive. There's a lot of emotive language What's being used. holding you back, though? Bring, bring a proposition. Well, I'm, I'm waiting to see um, how, what, what, what the government's doing, because in the review it says they are thinking of bringing a report and proposition. Um, and I, one of the things I'm trying to get out, and they're very... They're not, they're not, they're not giving away much. I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand what the government uh, uh, plan to do. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm minded to bring a proposition uh, that would ask the state's assembly to request the government to stick to the original plan, come back with a, with a, um, some within within the parameters of the existing financial agreements by the previous assembly, come back with some different financing models, so we can get on and build it. I'm minded to do that. Uh, I, I predict the numbers will be very close. Okay. Um, they're, they're, I've, I've, I've spoken to a number of fellow states members and um, I don't think it's as cut and dried as, as many might think it would be. It's certainly worth fighting for because at the end of the day, I, I think politicians, especially ministers, have, have to put aside you know, perhaps a newfound loyalty to their friends and colleagues in the government and do what is the best thing for Jersey. And that's the argument I'm going to have to make. But just to be absolutely clear, are you going to do that? Um, I, I haven't decided yet. Uh, I used to be indecisive, but now I'm not so sure. Give no, me a, James, give, the, give me the a percentage. Is, are you ninety percent there? Are you ten percent there? Where are you? Um, I'm, I'm probably leaning leaning towards uh, uh, doing it, and I think over the so course that's fifty one percent. Well, you, you've you, you you can you can speculate if if you like, but okay. if I do decide to do it, James, you'll be the fir- fir- first you. to know but I, because it, it's not. I have to. I'm, I'm in the process of the mo- at the moment of compiling. I'm trying to put a lot of facts. I'm trying to fill in a lot of the gaps in the review, which which are necessary to me presenting a proposition to the assembly. So I'm 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 that's I'm doing that work at the moment. As soon as that work is complete, and I and I have a a model and a better understanding of what they're trying to do, that look, will help me shape my my proposition. Fine. Look, th- mm. thank thank you for 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 getting to that point. Um, the personal question, really. Mm. Do you wish you'd never got involved with this project? No, not at all. Um, uh, no, I mean, it won't surprise you that not many people volunteered for it. 
Um, but you've, you've had a hammering for years now on this. I mean, you, you obviously got re-elected, but there, there wasn't a huge amount of leeway in that. You know, do, you, do you really feel this has damaged you? Well, uh, perhaps it has. I, I, I don't know. But a- actually, I, I don't really take these things on thinking about my political future. Uh, I, I, I think one has to show a certain amount of, of, of courage and, and conviction. And I actually took it on because I... I firmly believed that I could deliver a solution, mindful of the fact that we we're never going to get consensus, mindful of the fact that it was politically a, probably the hottest potato you, you can imagine. But, but for me, it, it's more important than my political career or any other political career that we have a really good health service, we look after the health of islanders and we have a modern single-site fit-for-purpose hospital that we can all be proud of. Okay, Deputy Farnham, thank you very much. So that was Lyndon Farnham. And that was the Politics Pod. Hit Bailiwick Express or the Digital JEP for this pod and the rest of the pod family. We'll now be getting back into the usual run of things with the news and the Politics Pod every week, you lucky people. And, of course, our websites, emails and the paper will keep you fully informed throughout the week. But if you're a pod fan, and let's face it, who isn't? You can find them in all the usual pod places. And if you like it, please share it. I know it's a pain, but it really makes a difference. But for now, from me, from James Filial, thanks for listening and see you again next week.